You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Won't apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. We're talking games and movies that actors were. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and this episode is hosted by Ryan. We are pleased to present to you novelist Tatiana Obey. She is the creator of Sista Samurai. She writes badass characters about slaying dragons. Tatiana Obey's debut novel, Bones to the Wind, is a 2022 BBA Award winner and a 2022 Indie Inc. Award finalist. She taught English in South Korea, studied abroad in Japan, and worked as a marketing specialist for a woman-owned law firm. The one thing she loves as much as writing is traveling the world. She sits with us to talk about her latest book called Sista Samurai. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast featuring novelist Tatiana Obey. Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and I've talked a lot about, you know, why I initially joined Black Girl Nerds, but I don't think I talk a lot about my passion for being a Black Girl Nerd, right? Like, for me, it had to start with Storm, because it's just that overwhelming, you know, power that you feel as a black woman, you walk out of the theater, you read the comic book, right? And you got this fabulous black woman that we already know is powerful and multi-layered, but she shoots lightning out of her hands. You know, or you have a black character that can move at the speed of light, or one that can take down five robots with a lightsaber. It's just that overwhelming, powerful feeling, right, for black women. And so I was like, I gotta chase that feeling. And especially the creators that make these characters, and especially when it's for us, by us. So I'm so excited to have um, Tatiana Obi with us. She has, you guys, a new novel called Sister Samurai. Yes, we got a black woman with a samurai sword, a katana. I was like, I have to have this woman on to talk to me. And when you open up her website, you guys, it says badass characters slaying dragons. I was like, come on now. She has to come and talk to us about this. And also, you guys, it's her birthday at the time of recording this episode. So Tatiana, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. This is such a wonderful birthday gift to be invited and to talk about the novella with you. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited. Again, happy birthday. Thank you for spending your birthday with me. You guys go out and support. November 1st, you can actually get the book, but go out and support and, and check out her website and everything. And Sister Samurai, you guys, you guys are going to want to get into this world. But Tatiana, I have to ask you before we really dive into the book, because I got a little excerpt I want to uh, excerpt I want to read for you guys and share. But um, getting to, into this, no, this novella, what kind of made you comfortable being like a dreamer and an adventurer and, you know, in this whole like samurai world, like what brought you into it? You know, like it's, it, it starts with that, I guess, kind of just nerdy passion. Like mm-hmm. I grew up loving like Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon and like Pokemon and I and especially like at a very young age. 
And I just really enjoyed it. But, you know, there's also a lot of gatekeepers. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, you know, like, oh, you, you really, you like this stuff? Like, you like anime? Like, oh, really? What's your favorite anime? You know, like, testing right. you and stuff. And it's just like, can I just enjoy what I enjoy? Like, I mean, I took Japanese um, four years in college. I studied abroad in Japan and I've lived in, I taught English in Korea for a while. So I've been to Asia and um, I really enjoyed that experience and kind of just bringing all these experience, all my love, all my passion into this novella to share with everyone. And I was going to say, when you pick up, like when you just look at the cover of Sister Samurai, this novella, it feels like you're walking the street somewhere in Japan, right? And you just come across, like the way the cover just, it just seems like it would pop out if you went past this little like bookstore shop, right? And you just see this black one on the cover and you're like, okay, I have to pick this up and read this and know what this is about and what character did this come from? It's just, yes. just from seeing the cover is what it gave me. What um can you kind of talk about a little bit about creating the cover and what you kind of want to symbolize and just take us into the world of Sister Samurai, like kind of paint the picture of her for us. Yes. Yeah, so um, so specifically for the cover, I reached out to the artist Felice Ortiz, and within the um, independent book space, he's very famous for doing samurai covers. Um, so he did the samurai covers for Never Die by Rob J. Hayes. He did the special edition of The Sword of Kaigen by um, L.L. Wong. And I'm like, I want a black samurai cover. <laughs> I want one for us. <laughs> you know, like I want, I want, I, I want that. I want that. So yeah. um, I reached out to him. He was like, yes. He also was a big fan of Afro samurai, and so he kind of already understood the language that I was talking about and um, kind of an homage to the series because also as you see in the cover Afro Samurai it's it's also very rem reminiscent of that kind of like that black and white off the manga pages and um, just really wanted to give it a match that visual style that like Afro Samurai had in the manga and in the anime um, and but the one thing that I wanted to bring into it because Afro Samurai was very dude centric <laughs> very from a male gaze and i really wanted to bring like a black woman female gaze into this anime property um so i did want the highlight of color like the cherry blossoms and the pink and the reason why i really wanted to focus on the pink and the cherry blossoms is to really redefine the color because um in japanese in Japanese history and Japanese language, the cherry blossom is symbolic of samurai. Like it used to be associated with with the samurai, and bringing that symbol, um, that imagery, and yeah. that symbology into the book and reinterpreting reinterpreting it for a black female lens. Yeah, I mean, and it even does that, you guys, off this first page. And I'm going to read this really quick, and hopefully I don't butcher anything. I'm going to let Tatiana stop me if I'm, if I'm mentioning, like, her weapon or anything, saying it wrong. But here, we're going to go through this real quick, okay? <laughs> so chapter one, you guys, is called Break My Soul. And we're going to get into the titles a little bit, too, because I know you know that sounds familiar, right? Break My Soul. So I'm going to I'm just throw that out there. But anyway, okay, and this is coming from a girl right now that you guys may or may not know or see me. I wear glasses, and I need my glasses to drive. So this is going to be hilarious. So check this out. So I knew it was going to be one of those days when I forgot my glasses. Look now, I don't really need them. I'm not depending on them like some newborn at their mama's tits. I'm a grown ass woman. They're just nice to have around, you know, for just in case purposes. But mostly all I do is run the same errands every day. 
and I don't need no help to see the ground I walked a thousand times before. I squinted carefully to align the sharp edge of my wakazashi, wakazashi against my forearm. I trailed along um, yesterday's barely healed scar and without fuss, like another shallow cut into the skin. So I'm going to stop right there because you guys can kind of go on and figure out, like, first of all, she didn't want her glasses. She was adamant about not wearing these glasses, right, as a summer <laughs> And she's just like, you know, nicely slicing a little cut in her forehead because she needs to gather some blood for you. You'll um, figure out it's tied to the ink, another uh, important part of the book here. But I was just like, that was page one, you guys. And I was just like, I didn't know what story I wanted to follow more. I was so interested in not having this be like your typical, um, you know, if it was male driven, driven, your typical samurai story was like, you know, they're going to come in hot. It could be a revenge story. It could be like they're, you're slicing 50 people down at the very beginning of the story. You don't really get that sense that, you know, they've been through a struggle, right? Or that there's something else in their past that led them down this path. You don't really get that backstory right off the bat. But right. with Sister Samurai, you're like, I mean, this story could go anywhere. She's not here to play games. You know, she has this wisdom. You know, she's very calm in who she is. And so I just love that. Tatiana, I want to talk to you a little bit about, like, and you can even, like, even listening to her, you don't even know her age. But it's just so interesting how you start out with, like, let me give you these personality traits and see what you do with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that was really inspired by kind of going back to 90s anime, specifically like Cowboy Bebop, um, Samurai Champloo, um, Trigun. Those particular animes does a very interesting storytelling style where it does not tell you everything about the character. You might learn a little bit about the character throughout the narrative, but even like at the end, for example, Cowboy Bebop, you don't get everything like you don't get all the info dumping you don't get everything so I really wanted to pay homage to that narrative style as well um so you you begin to learn more throughout the story and really also playing like on the kind of on the 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 trope the mysterious stranger but also Mm -hmm. the you know the, the 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 black woman kind of attitude like look I'm just here to mind my business like I don't know you you don't know me I'm 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 going about my day that's it <laughs> yeah and it's so it's so well played um uh wakazashi correct yeah. and the katana these are some these are some pretty gangster weapons that she's carrying around on her side that you get to hear her keep talking about and I love how you open up with um kind of giving us a visual glossary and then yeah. you also have a playlist with this. What were your decisions and kind of adding this in? Because you know, like, let's be real, with a novella, you don't really get this stuff all the time. Just just books, and, like, period. You know what I mean? Like, somebody's not trying to take their time to map out each chapter like this. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I have with the book is um, beta readers. I did, before the book was published, I invited some beta readers to come publish the book. Because, you know, there's one thing that we have to be aware of is that, you know, Black folks are on a monolith right? And um, I also want to make sure that I get things right. So I invited, you know, a bunch of um, Black female readers to come in and to read the book. Um, and one of, one of the funniest things I didn't realize starting out, I thought that the only people who would be interested in this novella were Afro Samurai fans. And that is that was not true whatsoever. <laughs> and people were like, look, Black woman with a katana, give it to me. We want it. We want to read it. So I was like, okay, <laughs> let me do a gl- glossary for for the people who aren't very familiar with the terms and sometimes it's easier to visualize it to see it um 
because there are some words I don't explain, but the most, the words that pop up more frequently are her clothing. So I wanted you to be, be able to see the character as she's going about her day. And in regards to the playlist, um, when you go back to works like Afro Samurai, when you go back to works like Cowboy Bebop or Samurai Champloo, the music, huge, 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 really big in all of those properties. I mean, you have for the anime with Samuel L. Jackson and then RZA, he did the score, the soundtrack for Afro Samurai. So music is such a huge part of those properties. And I wanted to bring that into the novella as well. So there's a soundtrack I added. Um, the titles kind of give go give um reference the the soundtrack. So yeah, <laughs> it's really fun. Yeah, that's a lot of that's really cool. Like I like how you said the beta test and just being able to figure out there were so many people that's interested in it. Cause I felt myself like you know standing at the title for a little bit. Because I wanted to see like how it was going to match up, you know, to her journey throughout the book and each chapter. So I thought that was so amazing that you did that. Oh, uh, thank you. So you guys definitely make sure you click on the on the link playlist button once you guys download the, the book. It's going to be really cool. Um, But, you know, some of the other stuff that I, I kind of want to get into, um, you know, you talk about like it's not a revenge story. But you can also, it's just an interesting way of showing somebody's regret and pain, right? And I feel like as Black women sometimes, we'll carry it a little heavier, right? Like that burden's a little heavier. And, you know, we'll try to keep fighting. We'll try to keep fighting past it. Like, no, 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 you know, nobody's going to tell. Like, it's it's not really bothering us. And, you know, one of her key ways, and I, I won't reveal too much about like how it's it's kind of, you know, sneaking up on her and how it's kind of revealed but it's very, it's very um, um, important or imperative or you make sure to highlight that at some point she had to quit running. Like all these negative things that she thinks about herself, she either faces it or she continues to bury it. And it can be very detrimental that she's continuing to bury it. So I kind of wanted to talk to you about like that, you know, instilling that into the story. And what are you hoping? Like, what were some of your big hopes and dreams that, you know, anybody can read this story, but particularly Black women that can kind of see that mirror for themselves while they're reading this novella? Yeah. So, um, you know, I really did write this novella as a tribute to kind of the Black women in my life. And it kind of goes back to, I guess, what my writer's journey is. I have been writing all my life, but it wasn't until the pandemic where it's like, oh no, <laughs> you really, you know, that was, I think that was a watershed moment for a lot of people to reevaluate a lot of things. And, you know, it really hit me that tomorrow's not promised. And I really started my career out with the books that were really important to me and that I wanted to share with people. And, and Sister Samurai was one of those, you know, I think about, um, now, when I'm gone, what will I have left? And um, this yeah. is just one of the forms of love that I wanted to share with the people around me. Um, because, you know, you're right. I feel like Black women, we do have such like a heavy burden that we carry around. And um, and a lot of people sometimes is invisible to a lot of people, um, you know, <laughs> and just really like facing it and confronting it and saying that, you know, it's okay. I see you. I see the fight that you're doing every single day. And, you know, like, I see how tired you are, you know, like I see how, how you're hurting and right. it's just, here's my hug to you. Yeah. And it definitely felt like a hug. You guys, it felt like some butt kicking and punching <laughs> at the same time. 
that you might get that hug. But it was like, it's a much needed, like I said, much needed mirror that this book is going to put. I feel like in a lot of people's faces that you like, that you said, if you're in an anime, if you're in a Japanese culture, it's going to be interesting to get those people into this world to be able to really see something. Because, you know, sometimes it's all about how you deliver a message, right? And how people, yeah. how many people are going to receive it and, and take it in. Um, I do want to mention one funny aspect that I thought was hilarious and bringing this out with black women and, and just just older women. And she has this moment where she talks about how how she wears the garment. Um, and then what it what is her what is her garment by the way that she's wearing? I just don't want to say because I know I'm gonna mispronounce it, but I'll let you do it. Oh, okay. Um, so the jacket is the hakama. Okay. Or, I'm sorry, the pants is the hakama and the jacket is the haori. And okay. what she's wearing underneath is the kimono. So I'm not sure which piece you're talking about. Yeah. So I'm thinking because she wears it when she's when she's traveling around and she's kind of defending this 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 area, this town. She's wearing all of them at the same time, right? Yeah. The mm -hmm. certain pieces. Okay. So I'm thinking um, what she's talking about here, because um, I'm skating around not to get people too much, but she's talking about she's wearing a lot of layers and she's feeling hot, but she doesn't know if it's the climate or she's having hot flashes. <laughs> and I just thought that was so funny to to put something like that in there. You know that. When I say forest bias, some people are scared to put that kind of stuff in there. You know what I mean? But we know, like, that's very real. You could be yeah. out here trying to protect and kick butt, and you're like, I'm really hot <laughs> right now. Like, what is going on? Yeah. So I, I just I just love that. Yeah. 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 Don't don't tell her, but there there might be a lot of my mama in this. Don't don't tell her I said that though. <laughs> I love it. Listen, it's a little bit of probably all of our mamas in here, but we won't tell her. We'll keep it on we'll keep it on the hush hush. You know, we won't tell her, but yeah, because it, it kind of reminded, I was going to say, like, it was really cool because it kind of reminded me of, like, you know, um, older Black women, you have your family, your aunts, your moms, your grandmas, they go, like, them being our superheroes, I'm pretty sure this yeah. is a lot of what they were going to say. If they were, you know, if they were suited up in their kimono, if they had their blades and their weapons and they were ready to go, I'm pretty sure a lot of these things that she's having, like, just want a moment of peace or just wanted to be left alone, I'm pretty sure they would be having. Like, I'm pretty sure this exactly. is a conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I just thought that was so, so funny to, to point out, but um, yeah. And then uh, I want to kind of talk to you about, because not only for Sister Samurai, but I kind of love how you take a little break in between the story and you got like uh well done sushi ad in here. You know what I mean? Like, it's so funny. It's so funny. Like, and then, you know, like some other books, like uh, dragging your bones, you know, bones to the wind. Like, I just thought it was so funny. I just thought it was so funny. And I've also seen like some other really cool stories on your on your website. Yeah. But um, I just kind of want to talk to you. Like, first of all, I want to ask you about the other stories if you want to promote any of them or let us know. Because I was excited. <laughs> I was like, go ahead. And I'm like, let me give her a moment to kind of tell us about, you know, some of the other work that might be out that maybe I'm late to. So go ahead. Sure. So um, I have a completed duology that I published in 2022. And the first book is Bones to the Wind. And the second book is Dragging Your Bones. And it's all a forging of age duology. And, um, you know, I, again, like I wrote this book because I was like, oh, I didn't really see like many like just badass, unapologetic, like female characters in fantasy who, you know, like just unapologetically ambitious, who wants the things that she wants. And, you know, no one can tell her what to do. So, um, it is a forging of age competition. It's kind of like the Hunger Games, but with wind ships and dragons. So it's a lot of <laughs> also a lot of action in that one too. Yeah, I love, I gotta say, I love how bold you are about the action genre because I think it's so cool for, I just hope more women continue to be in that field and that we can kind of focus on that. Um, Cause it's just, I just think we have so many cool stories and you're proof of that. So many cool stories that we can tell through this genre. Same, you know, yes. 
Right. And so many lenses. And I bring up the and I want to and I wanted to ask you, too, because you mentioned, too, before of doing like, um, you know, kind of a, a survey or beta test with some of these ads part of that as well, because I think that's also cool. Which is it's funny because some of the ads were not a part of it because a lot of the uh -huh. betas came from like the fantasy genre and especially like epic fantasy and things like that. And Sister Samurai's action fantasy is a very small subgenre that you usually see in independent publishing, but you don't meet a lot in tra tra traditional publishing. Um, but the thing that sets action fantasy apart is it has a very similar pacing to action movies. So it's much, much faster. <laughs> and so some of, the some of the beta readers were like, this is really fast. Like, <laughs> like the pacing is really fast. So for those people who weren't like used to such a fast pace, I was like, you know what I'm going to do to slow this down? You know what we need? A commercial break. <laughs> That's what we need. So I added a commercial break to the middle of the book. Yeah, you know what? I, for one, love the pacing. And I'm going to tell you, and I guess because I love action films. And I guess, and I didn't connect the two until you just said that. I can, I didn't connect the two at the time. Because I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting that she's just throwing this in there. Because I wasn't even, I was so consumed in wanting to know, like, what was going to happen next. You know, this world that you were building that you were kind of trying to introduce us to that yeah. I didn't think about the pacing. But I'm like, like I, like you said, I, I love the action genre. And especially when we can put more of our characters that look like us in it. Yeah, you know, yeah, for yeah, cool. yeah, for those readers who aren't used, like who who aren't used to it, I'm like, mm -hmm. look, my favorite, like my favorite movies are like John Wick, On Bok, The Raid. I'm like, let's go, <laughs> you bring it on. Yeah, uh, you know, like I love the action movies. Give me anything Marvel, anything, just I, whatever someone recommends me things. I always ask, so does someone die? Like, is 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 <laughs> like, like, is there murder happening? <laughs> like, okay, I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you, because before we went into like anime and kind of like your beginning stories of your background of writing this, my first question, like you pretty much already answered it now, but my question was going to be like, you know, were you an action movie fan? Did you have any, you know, what were your favorite action movies growing up? Because that's how it felt to me. I was like, this is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I, I also really love the, especially the the Asian action heroes. My, you know, my dad was a big Bruce Lee fan. <laughs> I would like Mine sometimes. Too. Yep, yep. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and just like sometimes I'd watch him watching all these like Chinese films, no subtitles. He's just watching it. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll sit here and watch it with you. But um, you know, like like Hero, like Hidden Tiger, Crouching Dragon. Like mm -hmm. I just like I love the kung fu films. I've also done martial arts on and off. So um, yeah, I'm a big action action fan. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was like, I felt embarrassed reading some of this because some of the terms had escaped me. I did martial arts when I was younger, like maybe beginning of high school. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of remember this, some of this stuff, but I don't. <laughs> and I was like, like it was slowly coming back. Um, you know, just the discipline and the focus you have to have that you see with Sister Samurai and the stuff you remember. You yeah. know, because a lot of people, I know uh, my dad threw me in it. A lot of people throw you into or you get into martial arts because it has that discipline, right? Like you yeah. can learn that structure and everything. So I, I feel like all that, like you did such a great job of having that like slowly come back to like readers that, you know, like you said, love those films or love that world. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I was thrown into it um, and I was actually very good at it, like kind of very naturally good, but I also growing up didn't have a lot of money. So, you know, I've been in martial arts, been out of martial arts whenever I've had the opportunity to do so, um, but not something I was able to stick with. Um, one of my like proudest achievements is when I taught English in South Korea, I got my black belt in Taekwondo and I was like, oh, I finally did it. <laughs> so, 
girl that is amazing congrats that's pretty cool i'm like you just said that like we just do that on tuesday we just gonna we just get our black belt in, in taekwondo like that's not easy and that's and then you said teaching english in japan in korea yeah when i was in korea, oh, korea. okay yeah. wow that's pretty cool see this yeah. is this is why I I was like, if she's saying dreamer and adventurer, I was like, I know she got some stories just thinking about how this how this book was broken down. Yeah, I tried to do something in Japan. Like I tried to do kendo, but they were very intense about it. As in like you wake up at eight o'clock in the morning and you're not done till eight o'clock at night. So I ended up doing wow. fencing, which was really fun. So I still did something. But um, yeah, I tried. <laughs> Yeah, hey, I was like, hey, you made it work, and that's pretty cool. Like, that's a story in itself. I mean, you might need to do a memoir you, after you get funny, you know, finished with the novellas, you know, taking us into the into the um action of it all. That'd be cool. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a great good idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, well, so as we kind of end here, um, because like I said, I want you guys to go check this out. Um, some of the titles I do want to mix, like you got Savage and you got Cranes in the Sky, which I thought was so cool. Um, so you guys go read those chapters, read the whole book, figure out what it's about. Um, it's such a cool world. Um, Ink, I will mention Ink, go figure out what that's about because I thought that was incredibly cool. Um, but well, actually, I'll I'll hold up a little bit. Um, Tatiana, do you want to mention anything about Ink? Anything you want to tease or say about that? Because I thought that was such a cool element, but I didn't want to spoil it for anybody. So let you let me know what you're comfortable talking about or what you want to share. Of course, yeah. So like one of one of you know I've had a lot of triumphs but I've also had a lot of failures and one of them is Japanese um I took it for four years and I struggled with it um <laughs> and so like this book is just like look I I learned something in Japanese class so the ink is the magic system and um you depending on the magic system, it, it gives you like different elements depending on the kanji that you write. If you know Japanese, you know that kanji takes different strokes of your ink. So the more ink you use, you know, it's not good. You run out, you won't have any more magic left. So like all of that is also embedded into the story. Yeah, it is, it's so cool, you guys. It made me kind of want to try to write, you know, in Japanese. But then I was like, because mm, I definitely would probably lose up all my, my ink on like that one page. And I was like, that's that's my powers for the day so <laughs> I had to give up you know you guys I had to give up before I started you know I gotta let Sister Samurai take a take a hold of that and, and do that thing but yeah so as we as we wrap up here um Tatiana give us like all the, the teases and plugs for how people can get Sister Samurai when it's coming out what else you got in the future that you got planned that you can share Sure. So the ebook and the paperback for Sister Samurai will be available on November 1st, basically wherever books are sold. Um, the hardcover is being released on December 1st. Um, in regards to what else I have coming out, um, I'm going to take a break. <laughs> like I'm going <laughs> to enjoy the holidays and I'll come back and let you guys know <laughs> what I have planned after that. <laughs> Hey, look, I was going to say, I always in, I'm like, please come back and talk to us because now that we have the martial arts, we got the action in common, I need you to keep the emails coming and come back and talk to us anytime. Of course. <laughs> well, thank you, Tatiana. I appreciate it. You guys, again, November 1st, go get Sister Samurai wherever books are show, uh, sold. Get your e-copy too, um, which I'm having fun doing because you can check out like the links and everything that she had, that Tatiana has embedded in this. It's a really cool experience. So go check it out. Tatiana, again, I appreciate you joining me. Uh, thank you. I appreciate being here with you. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. 
You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.